Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Can You Hear Me podcast. I'm Rob Johnson, president of Rob Johnson Communications. And I'm Eileen Rochford, CEO of the marketing and strategy firm, The Harbinger Group. On this podcast, as I think most of us know, we are totally devoted to discussing the best practices in communications, but we also like to provide some guidance, insight, suggestions on the how. How can we become better communicators? So with that in mind, today, Rob and I are going to share our own goals for becoming better communicators in 2023. And as I think everybody here uh, believes, if they're listening to us, no matter what you do, you can always improve. And that's the spirit here on Can You Hear Me? Now, I have a question for you, Rob. Yeah. So I recently read, and this is what I thought was really cool. Forbes Health um, and one poll did a survey of what resolutions are people making for 2023? And they released this like, I don't know, on the 10th or 11th of January. Okay. Can you guess the top resolution? And this was 45% of like 10,000 respondents. What do you think? And this is related to professional or is it related to just in general? Just in general. What well, kind I mean, of, yeah. I mean, Any so, so the big one, the big one always is, well, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to eat healthier or whatever, but that has nothing to do with business. But that, that's the one that always pops up. I feel like at the top of almost every list. And when you think Forbes, you think business. I think yeah. of business. So business would be, uh, well, I want to grow my business and maybe we're in a defensive posture. So I don't want to lay off staff. I would think those would be near the top of the list. Okay. Admittedly, I did not look at the structure of the survey, right? So I don't know if this was like a multiple choice or what, but I'll tell you what the answer was. And I was pretty surprised. 45% said improved mental health. That's incredible. I know. But it speaks exactly to where you and I, particularly you, have spent a lot of time talking about this issue and talking about, you know, appealing to the younger generation of worker. And that is so important. And I saw something recently in the last couple of days, it may have been on LinkedIn and, and it was discussing that the, the, um, and it wasn't the Forbes thing, but it was another thing talking about how important mental health was to that generation, that Mm -hmm. that is one of the top priorities. And so that's, that's very telling. It is. It's, I was pretty um, excited to see that actually, that that many people, and it kind of ran the gamut of ages of respondents, also good, that that many people um, recognize that that's a thing that they really need to pay attention to for their own, you know, better health overall. So that excited me. And I'm, I just wanted to share that as we talk about our own resolutions. Well, and think about this too. Think about, you know, as you go ahead in your professional life and the way this used to be talked about professionally, it would be like, Hey, suck it up and work harder. Just, you know, get over it. Do, do your job, whatever, whatever answer you might've heard at one point. And really, truly, uh, because we started talking about this at kind of at great length during the pandemic, the pandemic changed all that because so many people were dealing with so many different personal crises that they weren't necessarily equipped to deal with because this was uncharted territory. Right. And so now it crept in then and now it's a mainstay. Now it's a thing. Now we can talk about it. Now nobody has to say, oh, not, we're talking about mental health again because yeah. people are talking about it. And not only talking about it, some smart companies, many are taking actionable, um, are taking action to, mm-hmm. to improve that mental health for their employees. Yeah, for sure. And, or just like giving kind of like the grace and space, you know, 
yeah. um, and showing a lot more empathy. So lots of reason to do that. I think it's important to note that it's still going on. You know, there's repercussions of all the stuff from the last, you know, three years, but there's also new things. So when you kind of layer all that stuff on top of each other, um, we're still dealing with some really hard things. And I'll talk about that when I get to share my first resolution. But why don't Excellent. you start Let me with start. your first resolution? I will be happy to start off. Okay. I want to start off with something pretty basic. And the people that are listening, I don't want to be like, well, of course. But it really is more nuanced than that. The thing that I keep thinking about as I grow my business and as I deal with more clients and new clients and long-term clients is the need for me to be a better listener. And I think that's generally people would say, hey, when you come in, when you get a new client, you have a meeting and you come in and you say, what, where are your pain points? What can I do to help you? That's very basic. And I understand that. For me, I'm the person that goes to a meeting and runs a meeting. And I will certainly look for you know um, folks to weigh in always. Hey, does anybody have any opinion about that, this or that? But I'm always, it probably comes as no surprise, talking a lot. I need to be a better listener. I need to be aware of the fact when I'm in a meeting, and I was in one yesterday with another potential new client, and it was two people needing to get to know each other. I knew them both. And they asked for a meeting so they could get comfortable with one another. And, and it was me, I was very mindful of listening. So you can always improve on this kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. it's not just about hearing the client, as I said earlier, and tending to their needs, which of course you're going to do. But hearing things in the way they express themselves that might alert you or me or anybody to priorities they may not have shared initially. So initially, so it's also just good to listen to everybody. But in the other thing, sometimes you hear things and it may not have come up to the surface yet, but maybe the fact they talked about it because you were listening that maybe in a month or two, it's like, it does start bubbling up and it mm -hmm. doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing. It could be a good thing, but it could be a priority. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's not just the, Hey, new client, listen to client provide service. You know, it's, it's, it's well beyond that. It's knowing my own personal, the way that I conduct myself, that I'm an extrovert and I talk a lot. And it's also <laughs> to hear the things I might not have heard in the initial conversation. Right. Good for you. I mean, having that self-awareness and setting a goal like that, um, I applaud you for doing that. Just, you know, recognizing in yourself things that you want to improve for anyone, including you is uh, something to kind of pitch yourself in the back for. So great well, job. Well, I appreciate it. But also I would like to ask you as somebody who's been doing this longer than I have and who worked in agencies and, and now runs her own agency, the value of doing that. It's something that's, it's not new. I'm not introducing a new concept here. No. But and to we you, did talk how important it. is it? Oh, it's extremely important, but it's really hard. <laughs> I gotta be totally honest. It's really hard. Um, because they're paying you for your ideas in this business, right? Yeah, so yeah. you, I, and us, like, I'll just kind of speak generally for a minute, but people in this business, you know, it's almost like we feel this obligation to give answers all the time, you know? Right. So the discipline of listening and incorporating that into your approach, um, can feel wrong sometimes, but what you gain 
from the pause, from the space, what they might add just because, you know, someone else didn't jump in. They were allowed to think a little more and maybe like their real feelings bubble up. Sometimes that's the place where, you know, greatness happens. Um, But you certainly are going to learn way more, you know, by having that discipline. Um, I used to, this is funny, but when I was younger, I used to put a rubber band around my wrist and I would actually snap it like under my blazer, you know, um, sleeve under the table to stop myself from speaking so that I would listen. I'm not even kidding. Can you send me five rubber bands? (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like, I totally wouldn't tell anybody to do that today. I mean, heck you can try it. Of course. Of course. (laughs) It was, um, it was especially hard when I was just younger, you know, and at the time I was working at Golan and I just remember watching people like Ellen Ryan Murdix and others, some who aren't even in the business anymore, but who did such a great job of getting clients to talk. And I think I noticed that their secret was listening. So I tried to um, get myself to do that more. But and I, good, and I like good for you, good resolution. Because you said you said what I was articulating, but you did a little bit better job articulating it, which was the thing about when you pause, you're getting ready to jump in, and then you pause, and they might add something that's really crucial to the conversation that maybe they weren't going to if you had jumped in. So I think you really yeah. hit the nail on the head with that, and uh, and I think that, and I applaud you for for having that, um, you know, having that ability to. Okay. There's a little, you gotta there's, work a, out there's a little, there's a little dead air right now, but yeah. we're okay. And somebody's going to jump in and they might say something that's really crucial to the conversation. Yeah. It's that comfort with the space. Um, and that's where sometimes even just simple things like deep breathing, you know, sure. can kind of regulate your heart rate and help you pay attention and just not taking up. a deep breath, no matter what you do. And, and I, I do meditation and it always helps me and it always centers me. And whenever I do it, I always feel better after I do it, but, but deep breathing as a, okay, what can I do in 15 seconds that might help me, you know, recenter and, and, uh, taking a deep breath. You don't have to, no. you don't have to do a dramatic big one, but you can in and out and, and it can really help calm you. Yeah. I was just um, doing a media training last week. And that was one of the things that we actually did before we started the mock scenarios. We all just did took 10 deep breaths together. And it was amazing just to see how much the person being trained calmed down after that. It was pretty cool. Because so, think about it. We do, we do media training all the time. I do a lot. I know you do a lot. And, and for us, so much of it's like second nature. But when you're the person that's being trained, it has to be, it has to feel like things are going a million miles a second. Like, oh my so gosh, I got, oh, I got all these things to think about. And now I got to say this and now I got to use this technique. And, and so your mind's just absolutely probably working on overload. So doing what you're suggesting, great idea. Yeah, it works. Okay, so there we go. Good takeaway. Okay, so and I'll share my goal. Are you ready? All right, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, so, and I think that this fits really nicely with your goal of listening. My goal is reflection. So don't you think there's a cool like connection there between reflection? Yeah. Oh, sure there is. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it makes mine seem so much smarter now that you came up with reflection. (laughs) (laughs) They go together. Um, So let me explain my kind of take on reflection. Everybody has their own, you know, perspective on it. Mine is it's that creating of the time and the space to sit with problems and examine them, you know, from all the angles, 
um, it, or it kind of allows for the formation of new ideas, new solutions. So that's what I think of as the reflection. And that's what I'm trying to incorporate way more of um, into my you know, work life and just life life, right? Um, but because I just don't have enough of that room to think, and it's, a, it's essential to create that room to think in order for progress to occur. So hence, that's my rationale for, you know, wanting to have this. Um, I just felt like the, the world just, I didn't even realize it, how much I had changed and not necessarily for the better over the last two or three years in different ways. Um, but this year when I was, you know, sitting back and kind of thinking about resolutions, it came to me over a couple of months that, wow, pace in this whole world and all the things that um, it's almost like. The world is now designed to keep us in our minds and our days and our calendars just jammed with activity. And so you don't have any room for that time for reflection, right? Mm -hmm. So there's the packed calendars, all that business. But I don't like that I've accepted that as my normal and I want to change that. So I decided to kind of name the problem and figure out how can I build reflection into more, I guess, into my life. Um, and I just, I, and here's what I think, Rob, by, by being intentional about that and committed to reflection, just in the work day, in my own life, in these little pockets, you know, as we find them, I'm, I'm pretty confident that I will be more thoughtful when I'm communicating. I think there's a connection there. And I think there is, why. I think there is too, but, but also what you're talking about is, and I, I know we're all busy, but I know you running a firm and, and not, you're not only running a firm, you are also doing the work and running a firm. Finding that time is maybe the biggest challenge of this whole exercise that you have value, put place value on. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to incorporate it though, into the way that we work, even with our clients because I recognize that everybody needs this, not just me. So that's what I'm, you know, kind of putting into place here. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to give you a little bit of like backstory context. So we work with a client and it's, I, I think that what they do is pretty unusual. So their ele executive leadership team really embraces this whole practice of reflection. Mm -hmm. um, so they're like, they're basically my inspiration. So every month they gather for, it depends, but usually it's, you know, about an hour, maybe it's as long as 90 minutes, but the entire purpose of that time together, um, is to consider and reflect one topic related to their CEO's brand platform. Mm. So we start with the definition of the topic and that kind of sets the stage and then they just talk and they share recent experiences that they've had related to the topic, um, stories, you know, they share the stories that, um, we then, you know, we'll use for all kinds of things, like bringing it to life in external communications or even weaving it into internal. But really what they're talking about is kind of how the experiences that they're sharing um, are, were, how, the, how it was meaningful to them. Um, and it's just, there's all these layers of context in there. It's great. But the entire agenda is just that, nothing more. And what's amazing is those Dedicated dialogues that are really short and they're only once a month. Yeah. They, that practice, that commitment to doing that, it's actually inspired some very big ideas, like entirely new directions for the company. And those things, some of them have made improvements in 
like recruitment, retention, even their oh, service sure. delivery, just totally unexpected things. And these are operational outcomes that came from communications work, which is the coolest part, in my opinion, because as you know, I firmly believe that communication impacts everything, but this is a great example. Yes. But you can, just don't uh, think that can that- Can you repeat really that last happened. line again? What, what Communications happens? impact uh, everything. And and this is the point I try to make to people all the time. And when they're not when they're not ready to embrace that, I'm like, well, I guess the conversation's over. And if they say, I can do better and my communication skills need improving, and then I sit there and say, well, what are all the ways we can make you better? Then the conversation really uh, gets going. I I also want to I also want to kind of skip back a little bit to what you said a little earlier is the reflection is creating the time and space to sit with problems mm-hmm. and examine them from all angles. And as I sit here and go on my personal journey with my family and with myself and, and, and my professional career, I sit here and, and, and sort of gravitate toward books that, that, uh, that kind of try to put me in a better headspace mm-hmm. and try to um, give me tools to deal with not just I mean, the positives, that's, that's like, you know, that's like, uh, eating candy, right? Like, Oh, who doesn't love the, who doesn't love that high? That's great. Mm-hmm. But it's also, it's also dealing with the negative. How do I deal with the negative? Where do I put it? And I've been, I'm reading a book right now. It's called deep clearing. It's called balance. Mm-hmm. And, and the subtitle is balance your emotions, let go of inner and outer negativity, shift to higher consciousness. It's by John Ruskin. He's the author. And oh, we're putting that in the show notes. Nice. Oh, show notes calling John Ruskin. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and yes, John and I don't even know each other. I just, I just happen to be reading his book and what it's doing is giving me tools. And it, and, and one of the key components to that is what you just said about it's okay to embrace the negative. And that doesn't mean it becomes part of your life. It means that you're aware of it and that you are looking at it and you're then figuring out how you're going to deal with that because it's part of your life too. The negatives so I, I always believe in positive thinking and I try not to spend too much time thinking about negative things so I don't get bogged down in, in all of that. But being able to say, this is an issue in my life that's negative and it's okay to give it some energy, especially as I try to figure out where to place it and how to sort of um, deal with it. And then I put it away. I'm not going to sit there and it's not going to def- define my life. So anyway, that made me, when you said that earlier, it made me think of that book. Ah. Great uh, recommendation. And thank you for sharing that with our listeners. Absolutely. Reminds me of the phrase, and I'm going to get this wrong. I usually do something like um, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Comfort, comfort with discomfort. Yeah. That concept. We all just want to run away to the happy or numb it. <laughs> and think about CEOs. They can't. Right. But no. what I have noticed over the years is, and I do this too, just in leading the small company, it's the desire to solve instead of to examine. Whereas if you examined, you would probably learn something much more valuable than just getting rid of the problem. Mm-hmm. So that's what reflection allows for. And that's sure. why I'm, I'm committed in 2023 to more reflection time. Okay. You're up. What's your next? All right. My next one for 2023. (laughs) Yeah. This has to deal with something that I think you already really excel at. And that is to maximize the capabilities of LinkedIn. When you and I talk all the time and you're like, I read this, I saw this, I was engaged in this poll, whatever the case is, whether you're doing the poll, whether you're answering it, 
you know, I've always leaned on it for resources in my professional life to communicate with others, but it's such a valuable asset when it comes to reaching out to people you may want to get in touch with professionally. But in addition, there are tremendous learning resources and webinars that can really help you figure out the pulse of those in your own industry or industries where you want to spend more time. So this is already kind of a nod that I was thinking about it because I, I think about how you have you have sort of leveraged that. And it's not that I don't, it's just, I think I could do a better job of it. I think it could be a better resource for me professionally. And I'm not sure I'm taking full advantage of it. And I want to do more of that in 2023 um, as a, a way to sort of supplement my professional development as I try to scale up my business, as I try to win more business and 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 get better at this whole communications consulting thing. So um, so it is a nod to, hey, Eileen, way to go. And I'm kind of <laughs> following your lead there, but but you're already doing this. So you might want to speak on, you know, why it's so valuable and how the value sure. you've gotten out of it. Happy to. Yeah. Um, it's funny. On LinkedIn, I am mostly a listener. I I post, but not anything extensive and not all that really frequently. Either. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, you know, maybe that's not such a good thing. Um, we're doing more sharing on our Harbinger group page on LinkedIn. Um, and I think that that's actually kind of fun because the people who work here get to contribute, you know, all, all the things that they're doing and we get to celebrate sure. them. And yeah, we're, you know, that's enjoyable. But uh, personally, I go there to learn. I go there to listen. I go there to see what other people I admire are doing and, you know, to celebrate their accomplishments, but also to kind of get new ideas. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I will fully admit that I have lunch with LinkedIn probably three days a week. <laughs> and that's how I do it. What are they serving? What's the Tuesday special? <laughs> yeah, usually it's my hard-boiled egg salmon and Ezekiel bread. <laughs> Nothing exciting. Yeah. No, but but really, it's uh, I I feel like there's you know the, the what areas can I improve in? And again, it's self awareness. You talked about that earlier, but I I, I do think that um, that's something that I could do that would enhance the experience that would make me um, a better person to hire. Um, and and just also sharing ideas with really smart professionals. I love it. Um, that that uh, concept of lifelong learner learning right. is something that um, I realized, I don't know, maybe like 10, 15 years ago was really something that I do. And, and that's what keeps me interested in this line of work. And you truly that are that. There's always new things, you know, to kind of dig into. And, and it's right. not all uh, linear or it's not all direct. There's so many things that you can connect about just life and how human beings, you know, operate that impact communications. So that when I go to LinkedIn, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Agreed. Well, you're already doing that. it, and that's why I'm like, I need to, I need to do it better. So you're, oh, you're my, you're my inspiration <laughs> on that one. So what, so what else do you have here? Okay, so here's here's another concept um, that I that we can think about, and it touches on something you mentioned earlier. Interesting enough. Because, you know, I've said before, communications impact everything. So think about this. Our own frame of mind also impacts everything, especially how we communicate, right? Right. Yeah. It, it, it impacts how you receive information and definitely how you deliver information and how people perceive the information you know, so that you're important. delivering. Yeah. So here's... What I've concluded, because this again came out of self-reflection yes. um, in the last couple of months. Um, 
I'm focusing on, on positivity. And, and I know that's the candy, as you put it. <laughs> but, and although I've been eating too much candy in the last couple of years, um, <laughs> I still think that I'm low on the positivity. So it's, just, it's of course, it's not surprising that I've just lost this thread of positivity, even maybe a little bit of happiness over, you know, the time period when all these bad things have been happening. Um, but I just decided I'm sick and tired of accepting that as like my, you know, state of things. So the ability to believe that like, we got this, we can win this. Everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I just got to get that part of me back. It's like a muscle. You got to work it out, right? Believing that you can, like that gets weak when you neglect it. So 2023, I'm just saying it's my comeback year to positivity, reclaim, you know, believe like in myself and to help others like shoot for the stars. So I just got to regain that focus. Just got to do it. And you you have to do it because (laughs) all eyes are on you as a leader of your firm. Um, aside from the yeah. fact that you, you want to do good work and you want to inspire others, they're also looking at you like, Hey, what's, what's the boss say? What's the, how's the boss feeling? You know, that, so, that, yeah. so, so all eyes are on you. So it's even more important because they're looking for you to set the tone. Yeah. And as I said before, even like been delivering, you know, recommendations and strategies, if you can't pump up your client to believe it, that it's going to work, <laughs> they're not they're not going to get on board and you, you want to be selling something that they get excited about. And listen, so. we tell this to our clients all the time, before you do the intern, before you tell everybody how great you are externally, you have to believe it and you have to, you have to drill it into everybody's heads internally. And so yeah. what you're even talking about is taking that advice that you are probably giving many of your clients, probably all of them, and then using it on yourself. Like I've got to get, I've got to get consensus. I got to get people on board. I got to get them inspired. Yeah, that's totally right. So I thought about what, how am I going to do this? How do you do it? Like you can say, you know, words like have meaning, but it's your actions that, you know, shape your future, right? (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. just the truth. So thinking it, saying it, that wasn't enough. So we we're doing a couple things and I'll tell you about some of them just real quick. Um, One is this positivity jar and success jar of daily quotes that I, I love. We started this real early, right when we came back from our nice reset break that we do um, over the holidays every year. Yeah. And we started by pulling a quote and then we share it. And I, I've been, you know, we share it with each other on the team, but I also started sharing it with some dear friends, just like, just started texting them pictures of, you know, the quotes that we pulled. And so now we're all like doing this and texting each other positive things in the morning. And it's super fun. So um, I'll read you the one. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm going to pull this because I didn't pull one today. I was holding oh, off. Oh, like, so, so this is, we're all experiencing this for the first yes. time. This is fantastic. I waited today. Yeah. I, I lied to one of my friends and I sent her the one from yesterday. Sorry, Aaron. Um, okay. So here we go. Today's says, I am too positive to be doubtful, too optimistic to be fearful and too determined to be defeated. That's today. Ooh. That's great. That is certainly, it's a positivity jar, but it's also a candy jar too. It sounds like, I mean, this is fantastic. But that, when it's that empty, positive reinforcement is real though. That's- <laughs> no, I had too much candy. Okay. Too much. Um, Not too much positivity though. Keep no, going with that. Okay. So the other thing is, um, I don't know why, but I stopped listening 
to music, like, like for fun, you know, there's always music in the background in our house, but just me personally, like choosing to put it on. So, um, I started to listen to like intentionally happy and upbeat music in the morning, even if it's just like three songs, you know, and it totally sets the tone for that good day feeling. And even like throughout the day, how I kind of approach challenges, you know, because everybody gets them thrown at them all the time throughout the day. But I just noticed like, because I'm starting on this good, happy foot or feet, whatever, with the the great quote and the happy music. Um, Like today, I listened to a bunch of Bruno Mars and Lizzo, who, come on, I mean, who doesn't feel great when they hear good as hell? My fave. Great, great, great song. I mean, Uh, that'll get you, that'll get your day going, right? Yeah. And I, yesterday, just the, the Queens don't stop me now came on oh, in yeah. my rotation. And I just, there's just, you know, if you're feeling down, pump that baby up and you're going to feel great afterwards. Trust me. So do that this weekend, make an awesome, ha- up, happy, upbeat music playlist. And then next week, try playing, you know, a few songs you know, in the shower when you're working out, whatever, and just see, cause it's fun. And it, it's, I'm happy to kind of rediscover, you know, that that can make you feel really good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, anybody can try reading some Anne Lamott books. Um, I'll put them in the show notes, but anything you're going through Anne Lamott will make you feel better. I promise. (laughs) Um, greatest author of, um, I don't know our time in my opinion. And I went to see her speak. Uh, I think it was the Copernicus center here in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, it was last fall with a good friend of mine who um, was her idea. And that I think was kind of like the marker of like Eileen's comeback to, you know, positivity. So I'll put some of those books in the show notes because Anne Lamott, she's just, she's the, she's the bomb when it comes to making you kind of pick yourself up. And Anne Lamott and John Ruskin just called and they were like, thank you. Anne Lamott doesn't need anybody. She doesn't need, and and none of these authors need this, but but we're glad to, we're glad that we can, you know, be brought along with them. Maybe (laughs) she does great because she's real. I mean, she just tells it like it is. So, um, and then just the whole exercise and take an hour a day for yourself. I don't care. Like I've just said, doesn't matter. Everything else is going to have to stop. No matter. I, um, I do it. I build yeah. it in every day, just like every I'm day. eating, like eat. And some people are like, oh, I didn't have time today. I'm like, well, did yeah. you build in time? I always build in time. Because you know what? That time for most of us is probably the only time you actually get to yourself. And that's when that's, that's you think the big thoughts is when right. you're reflecting inside your own big brain. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's so true. Yeah. But I, I'll just... End with my resolution by saying that I think the best part of all this commitment to positivity is doing so for yourself. It also puts good energy out into the world. Like everybody we interact with, who we, you know, who sees a smile, they take a little bit of that with them and then they spread the good vibes all around, right? It's not just yeah. a mindset, it's energy that's actually energetic and it helps make things just better. That's kind of what I think I've said this before. We all need. A whole lot of better right now. So we do. And, and, uh, and the other point is the smile, the positive affirmation. Not only does it bring other people along, not only does it set them up too, but you were talking, you know, you're, you're thinking about how you engage others. And I found that when, and, you know, anybody can, can point out a problem, anybody can bitch and moan about what's not going right. That's easy. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, where do I find the positive? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, thank you. And I might, you know, we were talking about a few episodes ago about how you express gratitude. But I was just uh, with somebody um, that I'm working with, one of my clients, who's who's in charge of this big this big um, um, uh, event in in February, and she's doing all these different things and juggling it, and and we were working together, and I just sent her a text after it was over last week, our meeting, and I was like, hey, you're you're doing great, keep up the good work, whatever, mm-hmm. just very simply, and this isn't to revisit the whole how you express gratitude. It was just to, meant to lift her up. It was unexpected, I think, probably with her. Mm-hmm. And I, she was just blown away, like, oh my God, thanks so much. And how it did that so impact the rest of her day? I don't yeah. know, but I imagine it was probably in a positive way. Yeah. And the spreading of positivity, being thoughtful and caring. Again, they pick up your positive energy and they go do good things. So yeah. it helps everybody. So I anyway. Well, we have I, 18 I, more. No, we don't. That's it. <laughs> That's the, those, those are, I those can are only some, have two. Listen, yeah, we have two each. I think they're both very apropos. I hope to the people that are listening here and give you, we gave you some good ideas. We got gave you a couple of books, you know, to read if you're if so inclined. And, and I just hope that it's helping people out there to get off on the right foot as we get into this new year. You know, we're, we're, we're well into it now, but I just, I just hope that, that what we provided today is not only positive, but it's also it's also actionable and it's valuable. That's right. And if you don't have a theme yet or a resolution for 2023, just do it this weekend and then dive in next week and you're going to feel better. Absolutely. Well, that's it for another edition of Can You Hear Me? I'm Rob Johnson. And I'm Eileen Rochford. We thank you for listening again. And we hope you find what we've shared to be helpful in your communications. And remember, you can find Can You Hear Me? wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.